Blog Talk Radio. It's the Jenny Hatch Show at the Natural Family Blog, and I am your host. Welcome to my show today. I am going to be reading Chapter 12 from the Book of Mormon. And this book, Third Nephi and the Book of Mormon, is my all-time favorite book in all of the scriptures, all the standard works. And this chapter, chapter 12, is Jesus himself sharing the Beatitudes with the people who live in the Americas. And there has just been a great destruction of their civilization. Many people have died and whole cities have been destroyed. And these are the people who were left. And Jesus showed up in the Americas three days after he was crucified and taught them his gospel. And Mormon teaches us that he shared many things with them, including the Beatitudes, but also he taught them the ordinances of the gospel. And he healed them and spent time with them and taught them many things. But some of the things he taught them, Mormon did not share with us as he edited this book because the Spirit said, I don't want people to know everything because I want to try the faith of my people. And that's us. That's us today. So we know that there are many great important things that Jesus taught to the Nephite people that are still for us to learn uh, that will help us in our walk back to our Heavenly Father that we do not have yet. So for years I've theorized what, what were these things that he taught them that would help them in their in their day-to-day lives and to make it to the celestial kingdom. I have a theory, and it's just my theory. I haven't read this anywhere else. But I've had this theory for a long time now that the plain and simple things that were yanked out of the Bible as it was being translated included the women's books that there were mothers and sisters and daughters and individual women who also kept records. And they shared the important information for women around childbirth and parenting and mothering and all the nuances of having a healthy body and a healthy family. And in these books are the wisdom of the ages and that they, these books have been kept from us, first by those who were the gatekeepers of information, who had control over the Bible, and second, frankly, kept from us that uh, these books were, these, this information was in the record, but it was kept back to try our faith as this fake uh, system of healing rose up in our midst that has grasped complete control over women's health and women's bodies and minds. And this counterfeit system of healing is raging in our world today, raging against the people. And as women seek to decouple and uh, break away from this system, um, Many of us who have done that have found true freedom, 
wholeness, healing, and sovereignty. And so it's just my theory, but I believe that many of the great and important things that are going to come to us in the coming years will be the women's books that will, um, from our ancient sisters, our ancient mothers, contain the world's wisdom. And that this is some of the teaching that Jesus Christ did to the people both in the ancient Middle East and in the Americas when he visited the Nephite people. So here is chapter 12. This is my reading of it. And this is Jesus sharing the Sermon on the Mount with the Nephite people. And it's one of my favorite chapters. Jesus calls and commissions the 12 disciples. He delivers to the Nephites a discourse similar to the Sermon on the Mount. He speaks the Beatitudes. His teachings transcend and take precedence over the law of Moses. Men are commanded to be perfect even as he and his father are perfect. Compare Matthew 5, and this happened about A.D. 34. And it came to pass that when Jesus had spoken these words, Unto the Nephite, unto Nephi, and to those who had been called. Now the number of them who had been called and received power and authority to baptize was twelve. And behold, he stretched forth his hand unto the multitude, and cried unto them, saying, Blessed are ye, if ye give if ye shall give heed unto the words of these twelve whom I have chosen from among you to minister unto you, and to be your servants, and unto them I have given power that they may baptize you with water. And after that ye are baptized with water, behold, I will baptize you with fire and with the Holy Ghost. Therefore, blessed are ye if you shall believe in me and be baptized. After that ye have seen me and know that I am. And again, more blessed are they who shall believe in your words, because that ye shall testify that ye have seen me and that ye know that I am. Yea, blessed are they who shall believe in your words and come down into the depths of humility and be baptized. For they shall be visited with fire and with the Holy Ghost and shall receive a remission of their sins. Yea, blessed are the poor in spirit who come unto me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And again, blessed are all they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are all they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. And blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And blessed are all the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are all they who are persecuted for my name's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. For ye shall have great joy and be exceedingly glad, for great shall be your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets who were before you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I give unto you to be the salt of the earth. But if the salt shall lose its savor, wherewith shall the earth be salted? The salt shall be thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I give unto you to be the light of this people. 
A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Behold, do men light a candlestick and put it under a bushel? Nay, but on a candlestick. Behold, do men light a candle and put it under a bushel? Nay, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light to all that are in the house. For let your light so shine before this people that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, one jot nor one tittle hath not passed away from the law, but in me it hath all been fulfilled. And behold, I have given you the law and the commandments of my Father, that you shall believe in me and that you shall repent of your sins and come unto me with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Behold, ye have the commandments before you, and the law is fulfilled. Therefore, come unto me, and be ye saved. For verily I say unto you, that except ye shall keep my commandments, which I have commanded you at this time, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, and it is also written before you, that thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger. Of the judgment of God But I say unto you that whosoever is angry With his brother Shall be in danger of his judgment And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka Shall be in danger of the council And whosoever shall say thou fool Shall be in danger of hellfire Therefore If ye shall come unto me Or shall desire to come unto me And rememberest that thy brother Hath aught against thee Go thy way unto thy brother, and first be reconciled to thy brother. And then come unto me with full purpose of heart, and I will receive you. Agree with thine adversary quickly while thou art in the way with him, lest at any time he shall get thee, and thou shalt be cast into prison. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence until thou hast paid the uttermost senine. And while ye are in prison, can ye pay even one C9 verily? Verily I say unto you, nay. Behold, it is written by them of old time that thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery already in his heart. Behold, I give unto you a commandment that ye suffer none of these things to enter into your heart. For it is better that you should deny yourselves of these things, wherein you will take up your cross, than that you should be cast into hell. It hath been written that whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. Verily, verily, I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whoso shall marry her who is divorced committeth adultery. And again it is written, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. Behold, but verily, verily, I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair black or white. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, 
For whatsoever cometh of more than these is evil. And behold, it is written, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that ye shall not resist evil, but whatsoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn thou not away. And behold, it is written also, that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But behold, I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them who despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father who is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. Therefore, those things which were of old time, which were under the law, in me are all fulfilled. Old things are done away. Things have become new. Therefore, I would that ye should be perfect, even as I, or your Father, who is in heaven, is perfect. I've been thinking about so many different topics over the last little while. And I think the main thing in my heart is that I'm aching right now for parents of little children. I know how overwhelmed and burdened that these parents are with so many things facing them. When I was a young mom, I remember one night hearing yet another story of a mother going to the hospital to give birth and she was just butchered and drugged and cut up and came home and she was just barely, barely able to survive that slaughter that took place in the delivery room while she had her baby. And as I watched her coping and trying to breastfeed her infant, I remember taking my dog out for a walk one night when it was just about dark and climbing this hill by our home and looking up at the stars and shaking my fist at Heavenly Father and screaming out, when is it going to be fair for these young parents? When is it going to be possible for them to give birth in joy, in happiness, in peace, in tranquility? When is it going to be possible for them to not have to engage in warfare with doctors and social workers and police and all these entities that are out there waiting to come in when their family collapses and burns to pick up the pieces of their lives because they can't cope? I was so angry. And that night, Heavenly Father spoke peace to my soul and reminded me that he was trying the faith of his people. And I believe there is no greater trial for a young family than to interface with these institutions that make so much money off of our broken bodies and our broken brains and the broken bodies and brains of our children. And so these these past years since that night, I've been more calm and less angry about the situation because we're all being tried. If you're someone who's given birth holistically and had a ecstatic experience with your child and your husband, um, you just have to wait for a little while for your own children to grow up and start to give birth. And then they are experiencing all the traumas 
and trials about these decisions. How will we medicate the children? How will we vaccinate? Will we vaccinate or not the children? How will we feed the children? How will we teach the children? These are the great questions of our day. The institutions that are out there, preschool up to doctoral level university work, is dedicated, focused on teaching our children socialism. And by and large, they've been very successful in teaching our children and young people uh, all about Marxism and brainwashing them into thinking this is the path to happiness before. But when you, when you socialize medicine, you socialize birth. And what that means is uh, everybody becomes equally miserable. You think childbirth in America and around the world is horrifying now. Wait till it is completely socialized. And then it becomes rationed. And then it becomes quick, an assembly line. And a mother who wants to have a natural birth in that setting who needs 12 to 24 hours to labor? No, she's going to be given 20 minutes, an hour, to give birth to her child, or she will be sectioned. That's what's happening in China right now. They have almost 100% C-section rate. And if you don't think it can happen here, I would suggest to you it's already happening in certain hospitals. And uh, this is the great whore of Babylon laughing at all of us as we all partake of this fornication of the ordinance of birth. It's an absolute bastardation of what was always intended as our birthright in our own beds, in our own homes, with our family and our lover close by. That's the ideal. Hormonally, scientifically, that is the ideal. And anybody who says to you it's not doesn't know what they're talking about. I'm doing a show, so. Um, Paul just came in to ask me a question. The tricky thing about right now is that there is this no man's land between Babylon and Zion. And many families are caught in the middle of it. I recently read Liz Blenz's book, Belabored, and everybody should go read that book. It's brilliant. And Liz is caught in the no man's land between Babylon and Zion right now. You can read it in her words, not just in her books. I've read her other book, too, the one about religion. She's writing a book about divorce. Um, I, she's, she's literally stuck right in the clue of that no man's land. She was born to parents who had a big family. They did everything holistically. They homeschooled. And much like Tara Westover, who was born in Idaho, she wrote the book Educated, who was born to parents who were into home birth and didn't vaccinate and everything holistic. Um, These are the parents who have broken away from the Babylonian systems. And their children grow up thinking, why are they so weird? Why are they so different? And, you know, feeling uncomfortable in their skin, uncomfortable in their world. Liz said when she had her first baby, she wanted to do it scientifically. And so she went to the hospital and trusts the science and gets slaughtered during her birth and comes home and was like, what the heck? What just happened, you know? And her book, Belabored, is basically her trying to 
sort it all out in her head. She's trying to figure out what went wrong. Who's who's the liar in this situation? Who's lying to me? And, you know, those are the questions we all have to ask. Unfortunately, our young daughters are growing up being taught and brainwashed by the culture and the education establishment that people like me, who I'm out there actively pushing unassisted birth, free birth for families as being the healthiest way to approach their children's birth, but they've been taught to fear and hate people like me. And so here we are in this this war that the people who have the money, the power, the influence, the culture, literally holding it grasping it in their hands, is teaching everyone else, the young people, to hate us. And I, I personally think Tara Westover's book, Educated, was designed for the young people coming up to read it and go, okay, I don't want to be like Tara Westover's parents. I want to be over here where everything's scientific and safe and I'm going to go get my vaccinations. And have you noticed how the media like, loves to profile young people who grew up in homes where they weren't vaccinated who now they want to pwn, they want to own their parents and say, all right, I got one over you, I'm, I'm getting vaccinated. That was the whole message of Tara's book. But the climax of that book, Educated, was her determining that if she was going to be congruent in her choices, that meant she had to go down to the health clinic on her campus and get all of her shots. That was the climax of the book. And isn't it funny, isn't it interesting that the person responsible for all of Tara's scholarships, and I suspect all of her media exposure, was Bill Gates. Isn't that an interesting coincidence? Just, you know, interesting thing to look at. And so here we are today. We're at this place where many, many people are questioning the power, the influence, of the pharmaceutical companies, of people like Bill Gates who are in power, of all of the lies that have been told about the COVID-19 pandemic. And now the truth is starting to shake out. And again, you have all these people going, what just happened? And where do I fit in this whole thing? And my, my answer to you is, I don't know. I know what choices I have made live largely divorced from the Babylonian system. And I'm comfortably sitting over here in Zion going, hey, guys, you don't have to interface with those systems. It's true. Your life will probably be a little bit more uncomfortable if you come over here where it's green and verdant and healthy and everything feels better. It's going to be, it's going to be a journey for you. But I can promise you, if you make the journey, if you go ahead and throw your kids up on your shoulders and piggyback and start walking out of Babylon and head to Zion, you will have a happier and better life. I can promise you that. Again, it may not be comfortable. There may be a bit of no man's land uh, debris landing on your head as you work your way over here to, to Zion. But once you land in Zion, it feels pretty good. So that's my show today. I would encourage everybody to click over to the Book of Mormon. It's free. 
can order a hard copy. You can read it online. Read the whole thing, but especially today. Read Third Nephi, starting with chapter 12 up through the end of Third Nephi. This is Jesus' ministry. And then ask yourself, what was left out? What parts were, were, you know, just sort of tucked aside for later that I personally am anxiously awaiting? Because I want to know if I'm right. Was it the women's books? Was it the women's stories? How did Mary discipline Jesus? How did Mother Eve give birth? Was she alone with Adam? Did Heavenly Father send down a midwife or a doctor or epidural machine? I mean, how did the ancients give birth? These are the questions I want to know. That information was cut out of the scriptures by people who wanted to have control over women's bodies and minds. And it's time for that control to stop and for all of us to find freedom and understanding how our bodies work and freeing ourselves from these institutions. I am so glad you stopped by. I hope you have a wonderful day.